It's happening. Holy crap on a cracker, Batman. It is happening. I recorded the show Saturday morning. And I was just about to clean, like wake up, cook breakfast, clean the, clean the house. And all of a sudden, I go on Twitter of all things. And the only reason I'm on Twitter is because there's a person I know on Twitter who only communicates through Twitter. You can't text their number. You can't. They only will message you on Twitter. Not even going to get into that right now. But then there's this, that button that says new tweets. So I just hit the new tweet button just because I was like waiting for the person to respond. And all of a sudden I see it. New Japan posted it. The challenge. Brian Danielson challenged Kazutsuka Okada for no other place but Forbidden Fucking Door, obviously. But he made the challenge to Okada. We are getting Brian Danielson and Okada at Forbidden Door in less than a fucking month. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? We we are going to, going to get so many things this year. Knock on wood. Last year was injury plagued, but they still not only made it to the finish line of Forbidden Door, that was the best pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion, was that. Now we're getting a healthy, for the most part, healthy roster of AEW and a healthy, most for the most part, roster of New Japan for this event. The only person that seems like is going to be not there, but still could be there, as you're going to hear in the show, my pitch, is Mercedes Monet. But she could still be there. And when you listen to the show, you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. But holy crap on a cracker. I had to do a cold open just to open with that. And yes, I do have a new open. Um, I don't know what keeps happening to these opens in my phone. I, I They keep disappearing. So I actually, what I did was I put it in three different places. I'm going to see if this, if this one disappears, air quotes, doing air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes. I'm going to see if like it's something I'm doing or if it's just the computer and it's hidden somewhere. I don't know. Either way, there's a new, there's a new, um, new open called Levels off of Silver Savage, Savage soundtrack, but it's finally happening. We are going to get our first, dude, it, the term is overused. But we are getting this dream match of Okada and fucking Brian Danielson. Holy shit. Check the show out, guys. Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. Devil and tag team, we keep a black and blue theme. But got me Shawn Michaels too, with Mario Gennetti. Too many secrets like Hetty, but keeps me in the mix like spaghetti. Speed through life, Mario and Dreddy, fast but steady. I walk the danger zone, folks want to dead me. I knew it wasn't my hood, but it was no other way to get home. I did want to keep a tag team. I, <laughs> I think it's gonna work. So, some of you guys will know if you guys are caught up to the show. If not, you guys will catch up. Because um, I noticed a lot of you guys listen to these shows out of order. You guys actually like appreciate the names. At first, as I think it was like a bit where I stopped like naming the shows, and I, like people were like saying, "Hey, dude, why don't you name it?" I didn't realize like a lot of you guys like listen to it out of you. You guys listen to the shows you want to listen to first, and then you go back and listen to other ones, which is interesting. Um, I don't think I do podcasts like that. But once again, I'm very particular with my podcasting. Like, you want to hear something crazy and really weird, and I guess hypocritical? I don't actually like my voice. I hate hearing my voice. Like, even when I do music, I don't like hearing my voice unless I'm 
and because I have an accent and because I have a speech impediment when I rap, there's certain things I want to say. And so like, I like hearing it if I'm able to say it because my uh, lexicon and my speech therapy has worked. But like, I don't actually like my voice. Other people will love my voice. Like when I text people, I don't always text everybody. I send a lot of voice messages now. Um, I ask for permission first, but I, I send a lot of voice messages now. It's just easier. Um, but like... As a lot, anyways, a lot of you guys know I had some issues with my recorder before something using another recorder, which worked just fine. But I think this one should be good. I'm a bit nervous. Matter of fact, hold on a second. I'm actually going to cut my other recorder on because I just um, I just don't trust it. So, <laughs> so anyways, guys, sorry. Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the slow chemical. This is where's the 300 somewhere. I think this should be episode 324. I think. I'm going to be completely wrong with that. I just, who cares? Welcome to the show. This is your Monday show, and I'm super excited to be here because we have a lot to talk about. Um, check out the show this Wednesday as well. I believe it's the Diplomat episode. Um, and then we also have the Recruiter episode coming up. And then we also have something else. The Flash is coming up this month. We have a lot of shit happening. Um, so just stay tuned and, and, and check it all out. So anyways... Um, where do we want to start here? First of all, I have a bone to pick with AEW. Let's get that out of the way first. So, when I was living in Colorado, they only went to Colorado one time. It was in Westminster, which is like 10, 12 minutes from Denver, actually the actual city of Denver. Um, and so, it was a cool show. I didn't stay for the whole thing. It was actually, how long ago this was, was right before fucking COVID, when the inner circle was together, and they actually took out John Moxley that episode. Bind State all the way just because I get, as I shared before, I get anxiety with all these shows with all the people going on. I don't know what happened. I really don't know how. I, I, it was definitely, it definitely started with the WWE shows. And you know what show I think it started with? I think it started with the WrestleMania in Orlando. I think that was 32 or 33. It was a good wrestle. It was the one where uh, John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella. Um, and I, I drove there from Atlanta to Orlando. And um, I'm not, by the way, I'm not blaming anybody but myself for the record. But um, I remember vividly how, um, how I got there and I, was, I wasn't planning on getting a hotel or anything. I just was going there for the show. I had a, a nice ticket, blah, blah, blah. Went there. Tried to leave. Yeah, that was definitely WrestleMania 33 because it was a WrestleMania where Undertaker, we thought he were tired of doing air quotes because he was doing air quotes. He didn't. Uh, and we were all there till like after fucking midnight, which was fucking annoying. Just to get out of that stadium was rough. It took two hours. So that so now that's cut into two hours of my time that I was already expecting to be on the road. So then I ended up having to stop at a rest stop and get like two hours of sleep. I think it was like a five-hour drive all together. Either way. The whole thing, I think it started with that one because I had no problems until after that WrestleMania. So I think that's when I was just like, ugh, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. I want to leave, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyways, um, so I, I go, and so anyways, I, I, I left that show early. It was a good show. But now they go back. But they're going back to, they're going back to Denver. They're going back to Colorado Springs, which is an hour away from Denver. Either way, the reason why I'm pissed off is you have Swerve Strickland and Orange Cassidy in a championship match. Do you know how much I would have loved to see that in fucking person? I would have driven the hour. Anyways, just rant, mini rant. But anyways, welcome to the show, guys. Um, we have a lot to hit on today. Um, let's start off with Raw. 
and how the brand split is a fucking joke, which we already knew, but like to see it three weeks into um, the brand split and to see it, it, it's just hilarious. And apparently, it, to no surprise, it was a Vince McMahon call. I'm taking a sip of water here. So, AJ Styles shows up on Raw, and that's like I said, that was a Vince call, and apparently. They even had to acknowledge it. Now, apparently, they did acknowledge it where Adam pitched on the phone with Triple H. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. He shouldn't be here. But, hey, we're going we're gonna to get a hell of a tag team match. You guys do know you don't have to call it a brand split. What you could just say is, hey, as right now, they're on Team SmackDown. They're on Team um, Raw. And and right now, that's just where they are. And this is where they, matter of fact, you don't need to say anything. You can just have people wrestle on the same shows. And, it, and and people will notice it, sure. But when there's crossover, it would feel even more special. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, either way, we get a tag team match. And the thing is, AJ Styles was just a heel. Now he's a face. I mean, I, what I've noticed is most people do not like AJ Styles as a, as a heel anyway. Um, I think he can do both. I like him either way. Um, if he's going to be with the Good Brothers, well, I don't see Meech. That's the problem with Mia Yim or Meech and whatever you want to call her. She, I, I think her character works well either way, but I think her work character works better as a face. Um, but um, I can go AJ Styles either way. AJ Styles is phenomenal, pun intended, either way. But I saw a lot of people happy about this. Which look here, AJ Styles makes me happy anytime because it's just seeing him on television. But um, this was unnecessary. You didn't need to have AJ Styles and um, Seth Rollins versus the Judgment Day. You could have had someone else team up with Seth Rollins. You didn't need to do this to yourselves. Now you have criticism, and now you have to explain this for no reason. When I saw it, my first thought was, huh, that's interesting. Why? I don't quite understand. Then I say, you know what? Maybe it's not meant for me to understand. And then I went on with my day. I moved on. But anyways, Edge Styles showed up, said that he deserved it. Seth Rollins deserved the moment. Um, and then all of a sudden, the Judgment Day uh, interrupted. And then that's what set up the tag team match where AJ Styles and Seth Rollins defeated the Judgment Day. This upcoming week in World Heavyweight Championship uh, Open Challenge, we have Seth Rollins defending his World Heavyweight Championship for the first time on Raw since, even he said, since the Big E Championship reign of the WWE title. Against Damian Priest. That should be a great match. And look here. Damian Priest. I know Seth Rollins is Triple H's number one guy. But Damian Priest is not far from that list. And um, like I said, I've been a big fan of his since Punishment Martinez. You know what made me happy this week? Going through my boxes. And just like looking at the things. That, the action figures I had. And by the way. For you guys talking about action figures. And I say we haven't talked about action figures in a while. We have action figure talk later. Um, but... Going through my figures and seeing I had Damian Priest figure, that made me extremely happy. Like, me having my entire collection with me has been a world of... I have, I, I have purchased two since I've been here, a Beast Boy and a Static Shot. But, like, it makes me feel so much more comfortable with buying and adding to my collection now um, that this is... that Now that all this is going on, so... But anyways, Cody Rhodes calls out Brock Lesnar. I saw a great meme of, of this where... Cody's in a wheelchair saying, I want to fight you. And he has Brock Lesnar right there. Look here. They have, look, look. We we all knew this was going to be a trilogy after the way that Cody Rhodes won. Um, 
they need something for Cody to do. They really do. And this is where it is right now. And look here. For everyone who's complaining, I'd much rather this for Cody than him, and I mean this with all due disrespect, with him either doing Stardust or with him being in the TNT Championship picture because he can't challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship in AEW. And I'm a huge Cody. Anyone who's heard this podcast knows I'm a huge Cody fan. I'd much rather him do this. I don't care about any Brock Lesnar matches anymore. But the, the fact that he's in this position... It just it's a better position than than, than than elsewhere. Just just saying. As far as money in the bank goes, we had some qualifying matches where Ricochet and Nakamura have now qualified. That should be two interesting people there. I don't see either one of them winning, but there was a third that was added on uh, that was Friday, which we'll get to in a second, which I'm really excited about. And we need to get an action figure of him. Speaking of that, NXT had some things going on. Now Nick Khan had said on a conference call last week, I believe. How um, NXT will be probably seen as more of a third brand like it was before. Instead of just developmental, which it was before. It was still developmental, but you had your vets. You had your Adam Coles. You you had your fucking Finn Balors. You had your fucking, you know, all these things that you didn't need to change. Because think about someone like Tiffany Stratton, right? Who was Who went on uh, record saying that, hey, she's happy she's still in NXT because she needs to develop more which is very mature of her, but imagine if she would have had the the black and gold NXT. That would have been phenomenal. Like, Lash Legend. Like, these are people who, like, you see their, you see their battle scars, but you got veterans working with them, not just putting them over, but working with them, having great matches. A ton of stars were made in NXT. I, I know for a fact not many people knew who Aleister Black was before XT. I knew I knew about him. I didn't even but even with me saying that, I knew about him. I didn't actually say I was like completely invested in him, but I knew who he was. You know, from 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 me from the indie scenes. But they didn't need to do any of that. They just chose to do it because reasons? Anyways, um now you have this oh, this multi general this 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 multi crossover thing happening. You have Baron Corbin showing out, laying out uh, Carmelo Hayes, and holding up the NXT Heavyweight Championship, which is going to be the next feud. Here's my thing. One, Baron Corbin was never an NXT champion. I don't think he won any titles in NXT. Um, this, his lone wolf gimmick was... First of all, I, I think I said this on, on air before. He has a dope-ass moveset, Baron Corbin is. There's just something about him that makes most people not care about him. But... If you're if he's in a fucking video game, like if you look at his moveset, his moveset is what is what you want. His size is what he want is what you want. It's just something about him that doesn't connect with many many fans. But this is gonna be Corel Hayes' next um, feud. Also, then Ali, Mustafa Ali shows up to help out Wesley. Now we have him in XC. Once again, he's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants to. I think Baron Corbin's a free agent too. So I guess this is why you have these things because. They can show up whenever. It does free him up. I mean, Ali was uh, isn't a uh, he was also in a qualifying match as well, which we knew he wasn't going to win. But it looks like he'll be in NXT for a while. Blair Davenport reveals herself to be the mystery attacker. So those were the essential. I know we don't talk about um, uh, NXT too much, but I thought those were some noteworthy things. Uh, let's touch some news. On, let's touch on some news and notes. Then we'll get to AEW. Uh, Pat McAfee's ESPN deal. 
is worth 85 million. Apparently, he's taking about 40 million less than his previous deal. But I'm, I'm assuming they, they, ESPN is going to probably give him carte blanche to do a lot of things he wants to do. So, uh, makes sense. Uh, Braun Strowman is out with an injury. It is an undisclosed injury at this moment. So, we don't know what's going on with that. Alexa Bliss, congratulations to her and her her husband, Ryan Cabrera, who she is pregnant with her first child. There's a picture of her and Nia Jax on uh, Instagram, I think, um, which explains why she's probably been gone for so long. Now she's going to be gone for even longer because now, what, December, and then she's probably going to take six, seven months. So she's going to be gone for, oh, my goodness. If you think about how crazy that is, that'll be like a year and a half she's going to be gone because we haven't seen her since before the royal rumble correct i don't think have we seen alexa bliss this year as a matter of fact i don't think we have so it's probably going to be about a year and a half before we see alexa bliss return to the ring that's going to be well they already have problems in their women's division uh, wwe uh, but um yeah that's a, that's still a huge blow and have her gone for a year and a half it's guaranteed to be a year december because i don't think we've seen her on tv it, this year at all so she'll be guaranteed to be off television this year period bottom line and then who knows how long she's gonna take for maternity leave i assume five six months to get them get back in rent shape she's not a big woman she's a very tiny like if you look at even if you look at becky lynch like becky lynch is not a big woman either you know so like she's got to work her way back into that shape and they, these these women are warriors so she'll be fine it's just uh that's a that's that is a blow to that women's division in wwe though so once again, congratulations to her. Layla Hirsch, speaking of injuries, is almost ready to return to the ring. I I for completely forgot about Layla Hirsch. And I think she got, if I'm not mistaken, didn't she get hurt at like a dark taping last year? Um, but she's a stud. She's a she's, She is a stud. So um, that could only bolster, I assume, the ROH women's division. I assume she'll be going to ROH. And Mercedes Monet, you guys have been asking me to talk about this. She was the one that made the call to lose to Willow Nightingale. And apparently, she, even though she was, was hurt and she knew she was hurt, um, she was still supposed to win, but she told Willow to go into the finish. So that's what they did. Um, and you know what? Much respect to her because if if, how selfish could it be for you just to win a title just to forfeit it? You know, give Willow her moment, let Willow have the, t- the time, and go from there. Now... I'm hoping it's not significant because maybe now see even if she misses Forbidden Door, and saw that she was already gonna be a part of it, even if she misses Forbidden Door, it's all in. Like she's gonna be a part of some AEW programming at some point this summer, and honestly, she could always do a Forbidden Door when RVD did at the first fucking uh, one night stand. RVD had a was like a broken ankle or something. He had like a broken ankle or something. It was a legit broken ankle, uh, ankle, and um. He still showed up, cut a promo. I think him and Sabu ended up being a rhino or somebody. Um, but, yeah, it's still, uh, you, she can still show up and do something. That, that would make a ton of fucking noise alone, just her even showing up. So, she doesn't have to be, like, in the fucking dark. Action figure talk real quick before we hit AEW. Um, I, I, did, I, I completely forgot about this, but WWE Elite 104 has a Braun Breaker debut of the Elite's figures. I think he has one in the um, just a regular series, the ones that have no like functionality at all. It's just a $10 figure. Uh, you have Dakota Kai with another figure. AJ Styles with another figure. Solo Sokoa with his first figure. Drew McIntyre 
and Rick Steiner. Oh, boy. What a terrible time for his figure to drop. He was just on a newscast where he was being asked about his supposed comments um, towards uh, Giselle Shaw. And he said no comment. I mean, everyone already confirmed what he fucking said. My first thought was, that is a terrible time. I think, and isn't this Rick Steiner's first time being in, I know it was Rick Steiner's first time actually being um, in, and I can only imagine. I don't play WWE 2K um, anymore, but I don't know if, I don't, I know it's his first time being in the video game. Was this one correct? Is this uh, this two K twenty three? I believe it's the first time that Rick Steiner's been in, in the game. Scott Steiner's been in, in multiple games, but I don't think Rick has ever been in that kind of game, and um, in, in a two K series. Um, I don't think the pack is dropped, but I can only imagine that the, the, the TikToks, the Instagram videos that we're gonna fucking see of him and the creator Giselle Shaw. That is gonna, speaking of ignorance. That is going to bring ignorance at an all-time high. But speaking of peg warmers, I now most collectors that I know at least will let well they don't care about any of that shit. Like like legitimately they um they I, I when Rick Flair is going through all that shit with the plane ride from hell, and I just reminded myself I need to watch Dark Side of the Ring. Fuck, it just came out this past week. Um. I need to write. I need to. Ah, let me write this down. Sorry, guys. There we go. Um, I think the first episode was based on Tammy Stitch and Chris Candido. You need to need to check that out today. Anyways, um, I just saw that figure. I said, "Holy shit!" But anyways, my point saying this is when when Ric Flair was going through all that stuff. I remember talking to Figure Four photos, and he had did a a Ric Flair uh photo photo. And he was like, wow, you're, I, I messaged him. I said, wow, you're ballsy. Actually, and he was like, yeah, well, just because he, you know, is going through what he's going through, this doesn't mean his legacy just, legacy should be destroyed. And I said, trust me, I know I, you think like many do. And, and once again, that's just, I understand both sides. If you can separate artists from human being, I get it 100%. I can do it. If you can't, I get that too. Can I do it though? I can. And it's just because the things, I, I'm into so few things. I'm into pro wrestling. I'm into fucking um, comic books. That's really it. I'm into so few things that I really don't care to bring people's personal shit into it. Then it'll kill my. Then, then I couldn't do anything, dude. Like, I, like, like looking at my wall, right? I'm looking at my wall right now that I have up. I can't think of. I have a Jerry Lawler autograph. You know, he was accused of being with teenagers. Like, he was accused of this now. I'm still a fan of Jerry Lawler. Like, I don't want to think about the personal shit because I don't think about their personal shit when I'm watching. I just don't. I can separate. But with with, with this Rick Steiner figure, I think the only people that are going to pick this shit up is collectors. And that's just to make sure that he, they have him to, like, the bundle to add with Scott Steiner. Because there's not very many Rick Steiner figures. Like, um, last year when I was at, uh, two years ago when I was at, uh, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year when I was at WrestleCon. I wanted to get his autograph and Scott Steiner's autograph, just have a Steiner Brothers autograph. And I was looking for figures online. There's not many of them. There's just not. There's very few fucking figures of the Steiners. Especially Rick. You know, uh, Big Papa Pump era of Scott Steiner took his career. Boom. 
but there's not many fucking, you know. So, anyways, I saw that and said, I, I need to talk about this. And as far as the figures I'm picking up, I actually still have this gift card, right? Let me bitch about this for a second. I think I bitched about it last week, too. And I can't, Ricky Collectibles won't let me use it. Then I emailed them to say what's going on with it. They said I have to register the gift card in my name. I went to the, the website. It just has the funds on it. It's a good card, but it won't let me use it. So now I can't use it because, but my original plan was to buy, which I'm just going to do now. I'm just going to say fucking do it. Uh, my the figures I'm going to get is the Jamie Hader figure. Um, I'm conflicted on getting a Braun Breaker as of right now. I don't think I will though. I like them. I just I'm not there yet to get a figure. Um, like example, the only reason I have a Lance Archer figure is because I got his autograph on it. Um, but I I'm, I'm gonna Jamie Harris figure that there's a there's an accessory pack where you have like uh the you have the 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 commentary table and the commentary cloth that you could put behind the commentary for AEW. I'm gonna get that. Um, and I think. There's one more figure I know. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the acclaimed. They just announced them, so I'm gonna get the acclaimed, and, and a Swerve Strickland action figure as well. Um, other than that, no. That's all I'm getting. That's all I have planned to get right now. I actually was really heavily considering getting Street Fighter figures. Um, I know they're they're different price point, but I'm thinking that's where I'm gonna go for the moment um, because I don't actually see anything. Um, else that I want, I know everyone's talking about the uh, the Spider Verse stuff. I have a Miles Morales already. I'm really happy with. I actually have a uh, Spider Man 2099. It's fucking fire. It's a, a old school one, but it's dope as shit. Um, I uh, the figures I, I have a lot of Marvel. Fi- I, I I bought. I I went so crazy on Marvel figures that like I just don't need many, and there's not many I just want. You know. Um, but yeah, that's just to update you guys on my current list because I've seen your current list as well. Um, AEW, Don Callis cuts a promo saying he wants to cut the elite out of all elite wrestling. And you know, do you know what this felt like? This felt like this was setting up for uh, Don Callis to put together his own stable because he wasn't. This is not him being affiliated with the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. This feels like he's putting together a stable of Japan wrestlers. Japanese wrestlers to take on the elite, and you know what? Well, I think this, here's how I would book this out. I think this, I thought about this for a little bit. Personally, if they're gonna go to blood and guts with the elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Kota Ibushi is in uh, their corner, and Takeshita is in B- BCC's corner. I would have the BCC win because it looks like the elite's gonna have enemies on all sides, so they're gonna be trapped in. I would have the uh, the elite lose again to end that feud, but they're ending it because the, this, this this group of Japanese wrestlers or whatever Don Callis is putting together would be the ones to attack, and it, and it just and it builds and builds, and that's how you have the elite. I can't imagine Tony Khan booking himself into a corner where you have essentially eight of your top talents that's booked out. And your top talents, by the way, eight of your top talents booked out for three months. Think about this. The Blackpool Combat Club fought the Jericho Appreciation Society for six fucking months last year. That's half a year, people. Half a fucking year. I can't imagine he would book himself into a corner like that again. So I'll get the BCC out of there as soon as possible and then get whatever you got going on with the uh, with Don Callis there. 
But I'm looking forward to it. Tony Khan announced the official return of CM Punk to a, to a litany of fucking booze. What you look here, dude? It's just a drama, man. He's a drama king, dude. It's just a drama. And once again, I've said this plenty of times. I like the guy. I went out of my way to get an autograph from him, picture from him. I like him. It's just a lot of drama around him. So I understand the booze. In Chicago, I would not be surprised if he was booed in Chicago as well. I wouldn't. I'm not saying, be, I'm not saying it would be overwhelmingly booze, but it, it, I could see him being still being booed. It's just a drama, dude. That's all. It's just drama. That's it. A uh, new report from PW Insider says no one in the Anarchy in the Arena match was hurt. Everyone left out. Okay. Sting has returned, and he returned to help out Darby and uh, Orange Cassidy as, a, well, essentially he came out just to uh, make sure that the mogul affiliates did not do any damage uh, to the two. And as I said earlier, next week international championship is on the line. Swerve Strickland versus Orange Cassidy. I wouldn't mind a title change there. I said this to you guys last week. Swerve Strickland just doesn't look right without gold. And I, I wouldn't have, I don't think he's going to win, but it'll be that's going to be a hell of a match, though. AEW Fight Forever, the video game, out July, excuse me, June 29th. <laughs> this game doesn't need more fucking delays. Um, look here, I'm excited for it. I already pre-ordered it. I'm actually thinking about, sorry about that. Um, another swig of water. Um, I'm actually excited about it. And actually, uh, before I left Colorado, alone uh, in the dark, actually, um, I-, I was watching their dog for a week when they were on vacation that speaking of tasks, let me tell you about that week real fast. So the same week they went out of town, a friend of mine went out of town. They both have dogs. I tried bringing my alone and dark dog over. He was just such an asshole for no reason that I then had to bring him back over to his place. And I was going between two fucking places like that was fucking fun. But anyways, um, both dogs were good when they were by themselves. It's just alone and dark's dog, fucking Cujo. It's fucking asshole, you know. But um, but it's all good. Um, anyways, but, um, he had given me 50 bucks, and he was like, hey, you should buy, get, or 50 bucks PlayStation money, um, to buy God of War, and, um, I was like, okay, cool, you know, I'll, I'll get it, you know, but by the time I knew I was moving, I hadn't told them yet, but I knew I was moving, so I was like, I'm not gonna buy any games, and have my mind all cluttered up with shit, and so I would just debate now, because I, I want, I, I wanted to get a physical copy, but I was like, what do I need, what do I actually need with a physical copy that can break and damage whatever, but I was like, no, let me just get it. You know, through the PlayStation Store, and I have 50 bucks towards it. And I think that's just what I'm gonna do. Um, anyways, so they came out with the Elite Edition this week. They announced this, and there were so many people that were mad. So many people that were mad that that certain people weren't in the game and stuff like that. And I was just like, um, we we haven't seen anything yet. And and apparently this is not going to be a yearly thing. Apparently this is going to be a game with add-ons. So, like, once a year, I'm sure it's going to go from once a year to twice or three times, whatever it is. It is going to add certain elements to it. And, yes, the graphics are very hit and miss. They do remind... But you know what? That was the point. They remind, It's supposed to remind you of um, No Mercy. By the way, No Mercy, NWO World Tour, Revenge. Um, uh, what? What's the, what, what was the other one? I can't remember the first one's name. Those are all classics. All fucking classics. They... They changed the game for wrestling, not just because of the arcade style, but it was a, it felt like a controlled arcade style. I remember one time I'm mean, having a fail forward match, and this is when this dates me, by the way. When you still went over people's houses to play video games, and I remember Jonathan Esther was over my house, and we had a four way four way match, and I had a sign in my hand. I was playing with Raven, 
I love playing with Raven because when you when the when the, the your special will come up, you can hit special. With a lot of wrestlers, you could only hit one or two, maybe two special moves. With Raven or Steve Austin, because their moves are so fast, you can hit if you if you get if you get on, you can hit three. If you if you're really like cooking, you can hit three of them and just completely in the match. Well, I stop signing my hand. I don't remember who Jonathan Ness was playing with. But I threw it to catch. He actually caught it, and I ran up and clotheslined him. Once again, that's realistic in, in wrestling. But it's one of those things where you can you do little things like that that makes it more realistic. But at the same time, you can have just the craziness as well. I saw the A Kingston graphics. I don't. They don't look the greatest, right? I choose to not judge off this because the same like last week also had the Spider-Man Two graphics come out, and people were complaining about that. But it's like everything's a work in progress until you get the game. And then on top of that, it also depends on the kind of system you have. Also depends on the kind of TV you have. Some people have TVs and laptops who whose whole sole design is to be a gaming system or a gaming like epicenter. And um, that just depends on where you are and what you have. And I get it. You pay a lot of money for these games. They should look good no matter what. Grow the fuck up. Seriously, bro. Grow the fuck. That's not how it is. We all know it. Fuck all the way off. Just saying. Um, but yes, they don't look the best. But I'm super excited after seeing some of the gameplay. You have the Darby Allen skateboard thing. You can skateboard in the fucking game and hit people. It looks unrealistic as fuck with certain things that you're up in. Dude, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's gonna be fun. It looks like it's gonna bring back to my 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 teenage years when. I didn't have to think so much about combos and putting this together. And look here, for WWE, it's the natural progression of their fucking games. Like, would I love for them to come out with another SmackDown? Speaking of arcade style, SmackDown versus uh, was it was uh, was it SmackDown? It wasn't SmackDown versus Raw. It was um, was it latest SmackDown? No, SmackDown. No, you. It was one of the Rock's catchphrases. That game is a fucking classic, and I. I used to just always, I got to the point where I only play six-man matches, and it was so much fun because I never knew if I was going to win or not, and it was always on hard, but like, legitimately, I, I felt like I had a chance, or I could be eliminated, or just lose. Fucking fun, arcade, like, I, I just don't like the fact that everything has to be so well thought out, but once again, for WWE, it's a natural progression, they've been putting out games since the fucking 80s, people, so I can't complain about WWE because they've done the arcade thing, they're su- they're way past that. I was playing WWE games when it was WWE in your fucking house. Speaking of arcade games. So, like, it's it's it needs for them, it needs to be more. And their fans of their video games want something that's more realistic. So, I get it. More water. So, I'm not mad about that at all. It's dope. It just doesn't do it for me anymore because I just don't want to think about stamina meters and shit. Like, I just want to have play a fucking game. So, anyways, um, it looks good to me. I'm gonna, I, let's say I'm gonna buy. I, I knew from day one I was buying it. Plus, the roster looks amazing from what we've seen so far. Cody's in it, um, and I love that. And 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 he needs to be in it. He has every right to be in the game, and they've said he was gonna be in the game from day one. Uh, but this elite edition, you have if you buy it, it's a season pass. Uh, and first thing it will include is the FTR revival pack. So you have FTR in there, people. So calm down. Then you have the Limitless Bunny Bundle, which can, which includes the bunny and Keith Lee, um, the Hookhausen Pass, which would then be Hook and Danhausen, 
Um, I I think Swerve is also in this game as well. Um, which is interesting because they have him on the roster, but they don't have him. I, I guess he's on the roster, the initial roster, which is weird because I thought Keith Lee came in before Swerve. So why would they? Anyways, I don't know. Anyways, um, but also the pre-order bonus is you can play as either Broken Matt Hardy or regular Matt Hardy, and then it's four mini-games. Um, then there was a new addition added uh, later on this week where new roster ads include Jeff Hardy, Malachi Black, Pac, Andrade, and Wardlow, which, oh, duh. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, just so you guys know. Now I'm, I'm done ranting about video games. SmackDown. Roman Reigns celebrates a thousand days as champion, and the video package to open SmackDown was actually pretty dope. Uh, Austin Theory and Pretty Daily defeated the Brawling Brutes in a six-man tag, which was pretty good. Started, that, was like, that took up like the first half an hour of the show. Roman Reigns officially has kicked Jimmy Uso out of the bloodline. This story, now that we're in this new chapter of it, uh, just elevates everything. And... Uh, he was presented, Roman Reigns, with a new WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Ugly as shit. Didn't need to change the titles. Shouldn't have never unified the fucking titles. And I'm not going to say this again, but it's stupid. And it's, just, it's, it's ugly. It's stupid as shit. Anyways, um, so Jimmy and Jimmy Shine. And here's one thing I will say about this storyline that is done. That is the chef's kiss of everything. Everyone has had a time to shine. Even though this is a Roman Reigns and Jey Uso story with them being the main characters, it's like watching The Departed or something. For as much as it's a fucking Leonardo DiCaprio story, it's a Jack Nicholson story as well. There's so many elements to it, right? This is a Jey Uso story too, and it goes back to Jey Uso in this. But Jimmy shined. Jimmy shined. What I really want to do is clip off what Jimmy said. When he kept saying brother. And boy, that was so, to me, that was so powerful. When he said, he's going to manipulate you. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. He's gonna, but I'm your brother. The way he said it. Man, let me tell you something. The only way I could see this ending and everyone tur- everyone officially turning on him, Jay Uso has to be the one to call. Not Solo. I know some people have been saying Solo Sokoa. No, no. Solo is going to be the last one to leave. We know that. Jay Uso needs to be the one to, to the real super kick heard around the world will be when Jay Uso pulls that trigger and super kicks Roman Reigns in his time in his in his time of need. And I can see it being something where Roman is on the ground crawling over towards the ropes. He thinks Jay's going to help and Jay, he has his hand out and Jay just super kicks him. You want to talk about a pop? That will be a fucking pop. Um, but yeah, uh, Solo at first says he sides with his brothers, then he ends up turning on his brothers, giving Samoa Spike to Jay, uh, Jimmy Uso, and then at the end of the show, uh, Paul Heyman says, well, what about Jay? And Roman says he does. he's going to do what he always does. That's fall in line. He just has no faith that Jay can back out. He, that's why when Jay does do it, it's going to be magnificent. But it's this story, don't think the story, this story started with Jay and Roman. It will end with Jay and Roman Reigns, like it should be. Zelina Vega and L.A. Knight, Mr. L.A. Knight, qualify for Money in the Bank. Here's the thing. I get he's a uh, heel. He's not a heel. They literally were booing Montez Ford. And Montez Ford's going to make his way into this match. We know this. And L.A. Knight's a face. Whether the WWE wants to acknowledge this or not, and they want to do it on their time, you can't have someone who's as charismatic as L.A. Knight 
who can talk like L.A. Knight, who can connect with people like L.A. Knight. There's a reason why Triple H resigned him. Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, whatever you want to fucking call him, is a star. Yes, he's an older star, but I could definitely see him getting a run with a World Heavyweight Championship on this roster. He is just too over and too good. But it's going to be good to see him in Money in the Bank. As of right now, he has to be your best. There's only three members in there. we got to wait for five more to get in. But he's going to be the betting favorite getting in. Unless there, unless Cody Rhodes gets in, LA Knight will be the betting favorite to get in. LA Knight needs an action figure, by the way. I need one of those. And finally, some news and notes. Pac, who uh, I always wonder where the fuck Pac is. like trying to find Waldo. Uh, he's been out due to nose surgery. Apparently, he put the nose surgery off. Because he wanted to finish the best of seven series with the Elite. And once he did that, he said he would take some time off, which he did. So that's, that makes a lot of fucking sense why where he's been. And finally, people in AEW have cooled off. There's no talk of walkouts. And I didn't think there would be any walkouts anyway, honestly. The one thing I've realized about my new job is, even though it's seen in, in a different light, I'm doing air quotes again, it's still just a job. People still talk shit. People are still miserable. People still do what they do at regular jobs. Only if you knew and you could be a buck, a fly on the wall. So, anyways, that is your Monday show for this week. Check me out on Wednesday. Uh, we, we talk about the diplomat, and then we'll be back here next Monday. I'm Slow Chemical. Follow me on Instagram with I am Slow Chemical, and we are.